They don't come in here. Why don't you have Bud Light? Why aren't you showing the football game? Yeah. It's like, well, because TVs are meant for Nintendo games. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And Bud Light sucks. (laughs) Yes. cool things about what we do is we're really able to bring two very different groups together and it's, mm-hmm. you know there is a lot of crossover beer and video games is a killer combination welcome to tap that az the show that helps you find great places to grab a beverage in arizona and meet the amazing people behind these places i'm your host eric walters in this episode i sit down with ryan and christina witten from 8-bit ale works out of avondale Grab a drink and let's tap into 8-Bit Aleworks. You guys are the first uh, brewery in Avondale? Yes. Is that right? Correct. Wow, that's pretty awesome. How does that feel? Really cool. So I'm actually an Avondale native. I grew up about two miles north of the brewery, and we live two miles south of it now. Oh, nice. Um, So it was really cool for me, because when we approached the city with it and let them know, it's like, you know, hey, uh, I want to open a brewery here. They were bouncing off the walls, because they'd been trying to find a brewery for about 15 years. Really? And when they found out, they're like, well, why Avondale? Because I grew up here, their heads just exploded. It was great. <laughs> yeah, nice. So that's kind of crazy that there hasn't been one. And why, why do they have such a hard time finding like a brewery? I think part of it is there seems to be a real stigma against the west side. Oh, uh, um, okay. You know, oh, well, you can't be successful on the west side. You know, there's more people on the east side. Everything out here is a lot more spread out. Okay. And I think that was probably where a lot of it came from, like, we'll hear that a lot where people, oh, well, you know, we'd like to go there, but you guys are so far away. It's like, you realize it's a 20-minute drive. Right. Yeah. Well, I live at the 17 and the 101, like, mm-hmm. uh, up in, like, the Norterra area. Yeah. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, I told my wife, yeah, I'm going basically to Yuma at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Then I looked, it was like 35 minutes. It's like, not, it's not that far. No. And the way you guys are set up, too, um, we were kind of talking about this before, is you guys are tucked back a little bit from you're not just you people don't stumble upon this place right but that's been kind of an advantage for you guys right yeah we really like it because you know being here in the back of the industrial complex people find us because they're looking for craft beer or they heard about the video games or they've been recommended by friends family that sort of thing yeah so they're prepped they don't come in here why don't you have bud light why aren't you showing Uh, the football game yeah it's like well because TVs are meant for Nintendo games. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Bud Light sucks. <laughs> yes. And it does. It does. If Bud Light's listening, I agree with that. Sorry. But, <laughs> but there's a TV in here. I saw, well, a screen. But it has, is that a, what, what That's system? a Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you guys also have... Original Don- Nintendos, too. Okay. And then uh, Donkey Kong. And then we've got Gravitrex, which is uh, one of two machines. It was uh, locally built by some guys down in Tucson. Nice. Um, Unfortunately, they built the second one and folded the business. So we snagged that from them. And uh, the only people to beat the game um, in the world are the people that were uh, coming here and playing it. Really? So that's that's an exclusive to you guys? We've got one, and the grid out in Mesa has the other one. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I think since too they've built a couple other little small cabinets, not quite like ours. Like they've got a little two-player one. Yeah, they built a little, a little cocktail cedar. one. Yeah. Okay. 
So why did you guys go with this theme? I, I love it. I think it, I think it's awesome. And, and I don't think it's usually don't have breweries that have like a. We'll, we'll get into that brewery. You guys are eight uh, bit ale works, though, right? Right. And yeah. we will get it. Let's actually let's get into it now. What is? Tell us about that. Sure. So when we first opened, we went by eight bit brewery. Um, that was one of those. We had a lot of people that saw a brewery because of the way everything is in Phoenix. Right. Four Peaks Brewing and, you know, any other place out there is a brew pub. Uh-huh. There are very few production-style breweries. So okay. we'd have people make that trip from the east side. They'd come out, hey, uh, I made a 40-minute drive. What do you mean you don't have food? Oh, uh, yeah. And, I mean, we had some people that would start screaming at the two of us. What do you mean you don't have food? <laughs> really? You're a brewery! <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it was yeah. not awesome. It's not awesome, but that's it was worth the story, maybe at least, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's also not terribly polite to pull out a dictionary, so oh, we just kind of had to roll with it. Really? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So you're now ale work. So that yes. says we make beer. Right. That's what we do. And we did that about three months in. We rolled it out as part of an upgrade. Okay. So that was right around the time we got all the walls painted. We got our arcade cabinet in. Like, we bought a Gravitrex, and we got an X-Men cabinet in at the time. Okay. Um, we hired staff, opened seven days a week, started having food trucks out. So we rolled it out as really it was our upgrade. It's like, hey, look, uh, we're no longer 8-Bit Brewery. We actually made a Pokemon reference that we evolved. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but that's good, though, to let people know, like, we, we make beer. You know, and the we're getting into the theme. So why did you choose uh, classic 8-bit video games? So both Christina and I are huge gamers. Um, We both started on the Nintendo. I actually I think she started on the Super, right? Uh, I had a Nintendo. I had an NES, but mostly I played on my Super Nintendo. Yeah, that was my primary system. But so, yeah, that was... um, Back in 87, my mom, it's the only time she ever waited in line for Black Friday. Oh, really? Um, okay. She got me the Nintendo Action Set, where it came with the um, the orange zapper instead of the gray, the Mario Duck Hunt combo. Yes, okay. Um, they got that for me, and they never got me stuff like that. So they're like, hey, this was really expensive. Yeah. You better take care of it. So <laughs> right. yeah. got me a little case for it. Um, they were very anti-video game. Okay. Uh, so they're like, you know, hey, we're, you know, you're not going to just sit and play video games all day. Right. So that was the only system I had until 99. Oh, really? And oh, I just so had seven gap. games for it. Uh, but meaning you played it that whole time or you? Yeah, that wow. was the only system I had. So okay. I just played the crap out of it. What did you play? If there's seven games, I know you can rattle them off at this point. Oh, yeah. I had uh, <laughs> Mario 1, 2, and 3, Dr. Mario, the Black Bass, the Rocketeer, and Kirby's Dream Land. Wow. Okay. Do you still have them? Yes. You do? <laughs> I actually still have the Nintendo. When they told me take care of it, I took them seriously. I still have the original manuals and foldouts that came with the system all wow. kept in the case. It's always kept... Um, dark in the case so it hasn't had all the uv light that turns it yellow like it's still the it looks wow. brand new off the shelf that's amazing it's, it's in like the a, man cave yeah <laughs> you have like in a safe like with like environmentally protected like <laughs> ecosystem or whatever they call it yeah close, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah both of us actually had uh nes systems in working condition we actually gave our mine to his mom as a gift one year um, because she was pretty into dr mario so oh, nice. we hooked her up with with a copy of the game and my Nintendo. We didn't need two, but um, but yeah, we both grew up playing those systems. I loved my Super Nintendo. 
until my dad made me give it back to my cousin who in turn sold it. Uh, it a devastating man, loss. For what, like 15 <laughs> bucks probably too. Huh? Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. was not a happy camper. jeez. Uh, <laughs> I always liked the 64. Like I, the the regular, the mm-hmm. first Nintendo was the first one that I had. I loved Contra. Contra and Excitebike were my two favorites. Uh, but Nintendo 64 with Goldeneye, um, I, I'll still play that game. I'll, oh. I'll st- I, I want to get into like they, they gotta have some sort of throwback tournaments where you can oh, go yeah. back and like. Oh, there you know, are. are there really? Yeah. 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 Yep. There are. I uh, I loved the 64. Also, Ocarina of Time is one of my all-time favorite games. Okay. Um, but actually, when Ryan and I met, like my regular thing that I would do pretty much a few times a week, I, I lived with my best friend who was my roommate at the time. We would make spaghetti and play Mario Party for like right. hours. That was that <laughs> yeah. was my Friday night. Right. So yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> So this is huge for you guys. So what made you decide to say, okay, I want to open a business, but I'm going to make it beer, but I still want to stick to the, like, where did the combination of the two come? So it's kind of funny. It was never supposed to turn into a business. Okay. Like when I started homebrewing, uh, I had people asking me, oh, when are you going to open a brewery? When are you going to open a brewery? And I kept telling them, it's like, I'm not going to open a brewery. Right. It's a hobby. I want to keep it that way. A hobby meaning like homebrewing. Yeah. Like making your own beer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of kept evolving from a hobby to a passion to an obsession. And then suddenly we had seven refrigerators and freezers inside the house. It's like, <laughs> oh, I need this one for fermentation. This needs to be a cellar. I need this to freeze all my hops. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think at that point I figured something was, was happening here because <laughs> it, it was a little excessive. <laughs> well, that, that's kind of a warning that I've... I've gotten from my father-in-law in particular he's like it's fun to make your own beer he's like but it's a lot of work and he's like and you can you need the space you need all you know it's not like just in the corner of your garage you're doing this he's like you, you're taking over basically the whole house yeah like, kinda, you always. can start out that way i mean ryan did when we first met he'd brew maybe once or twice a year and it, you know it'd be stored in a closet and okay. really wouldn't see much of the equipment lying around now of course by the end of it there was an entire closet <laughs> devoted to just the equipment right. the seven fridges the <laughs> half a room there was yeah. another yeah half of a room another closet devoted to beer bottles that were full <laughs> <laughs> right. so at that point you guys you realize hey this is something that we could we could do yeah we we started kind of turning over the idea and at that time it was you know hey maybe Maybe I'll try to open a brewery by the time I'm 40. Okay. So I don't even know where I got the number, but I just had this number floating around in my head that it was going to take a million dollars to open a brewery. That, so that's that's not an exaggeration. Like in your head, that in was my your, head, that was it, on your plan. Like that was my dollar amount. Dollars, it's like okay, yeah. it's going to take a million. So let's just keep doing a really good job of saving. Um, you know, stashing stuff away, that sort of thing. And yeah. you know, once we turn 40, we'll go ahead and do it. And. Um, it was one of those things where the more I looked at it, it's like, okay, you know, 40, we might have missed everything because yeah. I'm 33 now. We opened on my 32nd birthday. Okay. Wow. Nice. And was, yeah, 32nd birthday. It's all a blur now. <laughs> right. I yeah. know. But um, for my 30th birthday, Christina got me, um, she enrolled me in a class in Bend, Oregon for uh, how to go from a home brewer to actually opening a brewery. Oh, nice. And it was a little five-day class. Um, the last two days, all the bigwigs from Ninkasi came down, including Ooh. the founders. Okay. And went over everything. Um the really cool thing about the class was by the time I left the class, about 25% of the people said, I had the wrong idea. I'm not going to open a brewery. Okay. Why? Um, 
it wasn't what they thought. They didn't. Okay. Re- they're like, wait, you mean I don't just grow a beard and drink beer while I make beer? <laughs> right. I thought that's what it was up until now. <laughs> yeah. You'll notice Ryan has no beard. He does not. No, he hasn't shaved for a couple of days, but yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm sure that's not deliberate. No. <laughs> Sadly, this is like two weeks. I can't grow a beard. Me neither. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It just looks sloppy after the about three days. Brewer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all right though. So. But. So yeah, I mean, went to the class, and when I saw that many people say, no, this isn't for us, that let me know they weren't just trying to get us all to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. So you were, meaning you were getting an honest like view of what it was going to be like. That's interesting, because a lot of times people will see something and be like, oh, if everybody else is bailing out, I should too. But you saw opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And nice. like, I left, and after everything they went over, I'm like, yes, th- this is exactly what I wanted. This is what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, and the same day that she'd given me that gift, I actually went down to Tucson to 10:55. Okay. Um, one of the guys that I trained at my other job, he's like, hey, I know you like brewing. My buddy owns a brewery down in Tucson. I think you should go meet him. Uh-huh. So he sent me down there for a brew day with him, uh, with JP. Okay. And we're down there brewing, and I walked in, and thankfully JP wasn't, uh, didn't have a huge ego, because I walked in, looked at his setup, and the first things out of my mouth were, it's just a big homebrew setup. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wait a minute, no, this is more than that. But that's your, your, your view of it, that's what it was, right? Yeah. You, you simplified it. And yeah. it really, he was on a very simple system, kind of yeah. like mine is a very simple system if you look back there. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I looked at him, and he's like, okay, well, here's my fermenters. And he takes me into a separate little cool room, and I see these 90-gallon giant plastic conical fermenters yeah. that I didn't even know existed. Okay. Like, okay, wait a minute. I think this million-dollar mark was, I could spend that. Yeah. But I could do it for less. Yeah. So, you know, kind of saw a lot of the things that he had engineered and what he'd done. And um, I asked him a lot of very pointed questions about his business. Um, Like Stuff that I had no business asking him and stuff that he probably shouldn't have answered. (laughs) Asking him about the books and costs. And and he just kept telling me everything. Yeah. To the point where, um, like, when he was talking with the guy that I worked with later, he's like, well... You know, he just kept asking me these questions, and anytime anyone else has asked him, I've just told him to shut up. <laughs> but I couldn't, it's like he was serious. I couldn't stop answering everything. Right. So that plus the class kind of let me know it's like, hey, now is the right time to get yeah. this open. And two years to the day from that, we opened our doors here. Wow, okay. And so at that point, you were on a mission. Yes. You, you knew what you, you needed to do. You knew how much money you needed. And yeah. And so where did, the th- where did you come up with like, okay, was it pretty easy? Was it pretty easy figure, figuring that part out? The 8-bit, the Nintendo? Yeah, the Nintendo thing? came pretty, like we tossed around a couple of ideas. We thought about doing um, something based on pirates. Because okay. I had a long running joke with pirates and loved them. Okay. Um, <laughs> we thought about doing something with donkeys. Okay. Same sort of thing. When I yeah. was younger, my friends and I thought it was hilarious to grab the exact same mold model of ceramic donkey from people's front yards. Uh-huh. It was our version of lawn gnomes. Okay. <laughs> so we kind of thought about that. And then as soon as we brought up, it's like, well, what about 8-bit brewery? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as we thought of it, 
like we, instant, yeah, not a matter of like, oh yeah, I like it. It's okay. It's like that because there's a lot of options you can go with too. Yeah. Right. I mean, like with donkeys, it's how many things can you do with donkeys? Right. Yeah. yeah with this, though, this is this is awesome. I mean, you've even got what I loved when I came in. I heard music playing, and I'm like, it was eight bit style music. Is that what you even call it? Yep. Is that 8-bit? Yeah. Like that's what old, we call it. Yeah. Eight bit music, old video game style, but it was Metallica. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure people can hear it in the background. We've got it going on now, but uh, yeah, I love it. I love everything. Even the, the flight holder was like the pipes from Mario brothers and everything in the, the, the things on the tables, like the little centerpieces, they're kind of like, they trick you a little bit because it's like you're seeing in normal vision, but these things are an 8-bit. It yeah. almost seems like they're really there. Yeah. So I'm sure that was intentional too. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We love these. And I mean, they're all made out of the perler beads. Mm-hmm. Um, if okay. you've been in here a couple weeks earlier, right, right where we're sitting, we had an 11 and a half foot tall live Christmas tree. Oh, really? Um, it bit. took up most of this corner. It had to be five, six feet around. And what we do is we get the Christmas tree and then we set up a little station with the perler beads. Okay. And all of our guests come in and make the Christmas ornaments. So the thing was covered head to toe in all these ornaments that our guests had made. Yeah. That's awesome. They're really cool. Everybody's super creative. um, And every one of them, like, had some significance a lot of them were really geeky so they were just fun for us to look at yeah i think the first year we did that um there were about a hundred and over a hundred ornaments before two weeks had gone by really well it's a fun little thing to do come have a couple beers and put on a christmas ornament yeah yeah out of beads (laughs) yeah so what was it? So what was the, so the Christmas tree was a real Christmas tree? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm like, you did a Christmas tree with these things? Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh wow. no. Like, who has that type of patience? But it makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it had to be a live Christmas tree. Like part of it is the smell. And we had so many yeah. people, they'd walk in and they're like, we saw the tree from outside and thought it was fake. That's real, isn't it? Because <laughs> right? it was yep. huge. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And these big windows too. That That's oh, a good showcase so of it. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, all right, we're we're drinking beer. So you got to, I mean, that's that's why you guys are here. So, yeah. so tell me about like the beers. So with the beers, um, I've started to gain a bit of a reputation for being a mad scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, Heard that I a little love, bit. <laughs> I love to mix all kinds of different flavors together and put things in beer that you don't think go into beer and make it work. Right. Um, like I've what? got. So. I've put garlic into a ghost. Ooh, wow. Hmm. And that was one of the few where I made that. I'm like, I'm probably going to have to dump this beer. (laughs) But I had a version of our blood orange goes with a garlic hummus that my mom had made. And she Uh. accidentally put too much garlic in it. Okay. And the two of them paired. And they shouldn't have. I'm like, this shouldn't pair, but this tastes great. Yeah. So she sees me sitting on the couch. She sees me get the look on my face. Yeah, he's... Pointing at his wife right now, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, What? Like, this garlic spit, don't do it. I'm gonna put garlic in it, don't put garlic in the beer. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it when you're not here. (laughs) And you did. He did it. (laughs) And I expected to dump it. Somehow it actually worked. Really? It did. It did. But I will say the the success rate, as far as our customers were concerned, was a lot higher if they had food in front of them. Oh, okay. Um, it definitely paired really, really well with food. Okay. And you definitely had to like garlic. 
because yeah. it was very present. It was more the aroma than anything. I think it was just, it was a really strong garlic aroma. If you didn't like garlic enough to get past that, you weren't going to be able to drink it. Okay. But it was actually really relatively light on the actual palate. So. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, good for you for, for wanting to do it. You know, because people are like, oh, I don't think people are going to like us. How do you know what people are going to like? You know? And so have you, have, has there been some, some failures that you're, that stand out? Somehow? I don't say failures because the fact that you did it is an accomplishment. Yeah, we've, I can't say we've really had any beers that failed miserably. Like, they've all turned out the way they should have. Okay. Um, we did, the ones that I kind of found out this area... Um, some people are just a little standoffish about. Um, I've learned that I can never tell people I put chili in a beer. Oh, okay. Um, I think my, like my best guess is because of the Cave Creek chili beer. Anybody okay. that's had that, it is horrible heartburn in a bottle. Who makes that? Um, that? Or is it, it's not a local, No, right? it was called Cave Creek chili beer, but uh, I think it was made by a big boy and just shipped out here. Uh, it okay. used to be around. I don't know if you can find it, but they put a pickled Serrano pepper oh, inside man. every bottle. Yeah, okay. And it was a lager in a clear yeah. bottle, so it was just I think awful. I've seen one of those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't oh. say I've had the pleasure. <laughs> no, no. I don't think you're missing out. So if I put chili in a beer and don't tell people, like don't write it right next to it in big, bold letters, people love them. But if okay. I say, hey, I put a chili in this... They're gonna be like, eh, they stand off. Okay. Um, I'm also not allowed to put coffee in IPAs. Really? Not allowed to. People didn't respond. I mean, like the people who tried it yeah. loved it. I've had okay. people begging us to bring yeah. it back. But it took a lot of doing to get people to try it in the first place. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It makes sense. I, think... I, I know Huss does a coffee kolsch. Yes. Mm-hmm. And someone recommended oh, it's that fabulous. to me. It's so good. It is fantastic. But I was like, at first I was like, yeah, I like co- I like porters and stouts, mm-hmm. but keep the coffee over there. And the guy's like, dude, you got to try it. I'm like, all right, I'll try it. I'm like, this is amazing. I think that's what it yeah. is. People don't expect coffee to go into a beer that isn't colored like right. coffee. Right, right, yeah. And then I think the other one we had a we had a hard time getting people to go through the uh, curry. Yeah. Okay. We did um, our spring boss beer is um, called Super Offensive Tanuki. It's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and it's a double black IPA with toasted Ooh. coconut, lime leaves, and a touch of Thai chili peppers. Hmm, when I say a touch, I went in for about 95 gallons. I got three ounces of fresh Thai chili peppers. Okay. Sliced them all down the middle. Um, left them in the beer for about a day to a day and a half. Like okay. I was pulling tastes every six hours yeah. so that I could get the flavor of them without getting overpowering heat. Right, right. And that was all the stuff that normally goes into curry. So okay. for our anniversary, we did three different curries in it. Oh, nice. People that liked curry would not stop drinking that beer. Yeah. But curry is polarizing. If you yeah. don't like curry, mm-hmm. you don't like and. They're like, okay, let me try. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So the beer itself, again, it, it worked really well. All the flavors were there, but it was one of those. It's like people loved it or hated it. There was yeah. no, ah, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And, and I know you did a uh, you did something with chamomile too, right? Uh, yeah, we did um, Little Nemo's Dream Mage. Okay. It was a white mage with honey, um, a ton of fresh lemongrass, and chamomile. That's like a that's like a flu remedy. Yeah. Sounds like right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and the nice thing about white mage too, um, you know, traditionally in, in games and in mythology, white mages are healers and such. Uh, uh, we kind of joke that that 
it's an appropriate name for that beer because, uh, well, two reasons. One is that there's white cocoa beans and grains of paradise in there, which are considered in some uh, Eastern cultures to be like healing ingredients. Okay. And additionally, it's it's a killer hangover cure. So, <laughs> so it's funny that you would liken it to a flu remedy because it went into the white mage, which is already our kind of our our health potion, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you're you're curing it before you've created it. Right, so it's like it's eliminating itself. Right, right? you have too many of these, you're probably gonna have a hangover, but it's got this in it, so you're good. <laughs> yeah, and it heals you as it's making you feel like you've had too many of them. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you guys have some flagships though, too, right? Like, so I'm having the Hop Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. at your session IPA. This is fantastic. This is really good. I, I, I love this. I was telling uh, Christina that it's got the taste of you guys went from a session to a double IPA there's nothing there's not a regular IPA but this has the taste of an IPA it's really good so flagships or flagships yep so flagships are going to be the white mage wit um, which is one we were just talking about Um, black mage is our stout Uh, we jokingly call it a session imperial Russian it's supposed to have a lot of the flavor body and mouth feel of an imperial Russian without being 10 to 12 percent and sitting in your stomach like a lump right yeah Um, (laughs) we do that with brewers licorice and cacao nibs okay Um, the hop assassins like I said is the session and you hit it right on the head the reason we don't have a regular IPA is I feel like hop assassins takes that spot right um it sometimes it takes a little bit of doing with people and we've got to give them a little taste of it because they see session and they think hop water mm-hmm. uh, right yeah like a little bit like a hoppy lager kind of right yeah, right yeah. there's a lot of session ips that are out there that have no body no no character really you know yeah. they, they're just they're they're flat they're thin bodied and but they're they're overly hopped and mm-hmm. so you're, it, it is it's like drinking water that has hops in it mm-hmm. and it, they're not terribly appetizing so a lot of people are turned off by session ipas before they even try a lot of them just mm. because there's so many out there that are not quite uh they, they just really don't hold up right um but but yeah once we get somebody to try hops asses by far our most popular beer um people absolutely love it we love it yeah um and even on tapped it was within for yeah. a while, it was in top 30 in the world in session IPAs. Right now, we're somewhere in the top 50, I think, still. Really? <laughs> wow, that's yeah. awesome. We're in the top 50. Um, the really cool thing for me, because I'm a gamer through and through, we found out about a week ago that we got a write-up in Game Informer for it. Really? Which... Wow, that's like, yeah. We got a couple write-ups in Draft, which is what we should be really proud of. Right. <laughs> and we are. <laughs> yes, yes. But it was one of those, it's like, all right, draft is really cool. I know that means more as a brewer. But when I saw the Game Informer write-up, I was just bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Because I've read that magazine for eight, nine, ten years. So right. To suddenly show up in it unexpectedly, I'm like, we're in what? Right. Yeah. Well, it was pretty cool. Well, you're ca- crossing, crossing the genres, right? You're going yeah. from, you're making <laughs> beer, but you're getting into the video game magazines. That's awesome. Yeah, Game Informer's been around forever. I remember Game Informer. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was such a big deal to us. That's that's one of the cool things about what we do is we're really able to bring two very different groups together. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, there is a lot of crossover. Beer and video games is a killer combination. Um, but we've gotten a lot of people who've come in for the theme. You know, they're attracted to the, yeah. the theme that we have and, and the things that we do with that. And we've turned them into craft beer people. They mm-hmm. may not have been before. And um, that's been a really cool transition to watch. I know we have a lot of regulars that they, they came, 
oh, it just it sounded cool, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't really drink beer, though. Yeah. And yeah. they started out with the White Mage, and now they're drinking Hop Sassin's Creed regularly and, yeah. you know, trying stouts. And it's just, it's been really exciting for us to see. So I, being gamers ourselves, it's really cool to see people that we can relate to enjoy what we're doing and, and kind of try yeah. to do something else. But, yeah, absolutely. That Game Informer write-up. We were bouncing off the walls. I, I just like fell to the floor squealing. I was so excited. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did you find out? Like, what was it like? What was the moment that you guys found out that you were? Um, somebody tagged us on Facebook and said, hey, you guys were just in Game Informer. Here's the link. Yeah. Um, wow. I don't know if it'll be in the print version. So it was, but it was on their, on their blog by one of their writers. And it was, that was such a cool thing to see. Yeah. That's really cool. Kotaku's next. <laughs> what is that? Kotaku is uh, it's a huge gamers website. I mean, they do. Well, it's, it's a lot of geek culture. Geek. Yeah, it's it's really so this geek might culture. Opened themed. up, uh, opened up Pandora's box, right? Yeah, we'll like, see. Well, if we're a game former, we can be in these other ones too, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're certainly gonna try. Yeah. I mean, those are our people, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So maybe you has there been um, like from the gaming community is is there a good craft scene there, like of people liking good beers? Not so. Like, we haven't seen a lot where it's both of them combined. Normally, we kind of make that crossover. Okay. You guys are like liaisons to Yeah, Yeah, it's like, hey, you like video games. You kind of like beer. Try this. It's better than Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that (laughs) said, though, (laughs) I think that that gaming culture is is really becoming a big part of pop culture at this point. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see that crossover a lot more. Right. I mean, there are tons and tons of places where there there are bars that are also arcades and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there's, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of places like that. There, there are more and more places opening up with kind of that introductory, like gamer culture or geek culture in general. Um, you got to figure pop culture is changing. Geeks are becoming the face of pop culture at this point. Think about all the superhero movies we have. Think about how popular gaming, I mean, you know, 15 years ago, if you said, I spent about eight hours playing video games this weekend. So it'd be like, gosh, nerd. (laughs) Now it's like, Oh cool. Which one were you on Xbox, PlayStation? What's, you know, (laughs) yeah. Um, it's, it's really exciting for us to see. And it's nice that, I don't know. I feel like you don't, People don't have to worry so much about the appearance of being a geek or being a gamer anymore. So I think that's what's really important about establishments like ours and like, you know, the Grid in Mesa or Cobra in Phoenix or Bonus Round also in Phoenix is that we're kind of appropriating geek culture in a way that really allows us to be ourselves. And, you know, that's something that we used to have to hide and used to be ashamed of or not not ashamed of rather so much, but just not as public about. And now... It's like, who cares? This is who I am. And, and right. there, there are places for me now. Right. They exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you've created one. You've created one, too. So that's, yeah. I think that's awesome. Ryan's a killer brewer. He's incredibly talented. And I'm so, so proud of him. But yeah, one of the things I'm most proud of that we've done with this place is the environment that we've created, the mm-hmm. people that we bring in here, the relationships we've built with them. Um, you know, I can't tell you how many people I've had tell us, I love this place because I feel like I'm always welcome when I come in here and like, you guys aren't judging me or, you know, I can come here and just play games with my friends and chill out for a few hours and it's not Mm -hmm. a big deal. And I absolutely love that. It's, I think one of the most important things that we can do on a social level. And by the way, my background's in psychology, so that's where all of this is coming from. But (laughs) I like it. it. I'm in depth. I'm like both hands on my face, like face on my hands. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I think that's something that 
I'm really, really proud of as like a, an overall takeaway. I feel like we're bettering our community in a way, which sounds super corny, but it's it's special. It's different. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true though. I mean, beer beer plays a big big part in in that, right? Yeah. And breweries are not a place where it's like, dudes, let's go, let's get hammered. You know, it's like, no, let's go have some good beer. And and Ryan was telling me that you guys deliberately don't have TVs up for sports, fights, things all that of that nature because you want people to talk with each other right yeah. enjoy the environment and enjoy like there's actually people that are around you yeah you can talk to them you know you don't have to text them as you're sitting beside them right, right? it's yeah. really cool we've yeah. seen people like just build relationships here and become really close friends um in fact my my best friend is somebody that i met here so ah, nice. yeah. you know it, it worked out we're we're really lucky because the people that i've gotten to know throughout this process those are really the kind of people i want to associate with anyways but it is nice to have that interaction and that opportunity to get to know somebody you didn't before. There's so many times where somebody will bust out a game and start playing and then there'll be like a random two people sitting at the bar and somebody will be like, you guys want to join? And yeah. yeah, okay, that's great. And the next thing you know, you've got six people that have never met before playing a game together, having a great time and mm -hmm. building a new relationship. Um, it's it's really been really, really exciting to see. I am so, so proud of, of having done that here. Yeah. So. And behind the scenes, Ryan's making great beer. Yeah. <laughs> he's killing it. And, and On a side note, Ryan's making great. really good His beer His beer is too. amazing. He's, he's so is. talented. Yeah. He's got a killer palate. I don't yeah. know. I shouldn't have been so hesitant to the garlic thing, really. Just <laughs> I know I, I, better, but... <laughs> I want you guys to reach out to me next time you have the garlic, because okay. I'm coming down. i got to try it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do live really, really far away. Right, 35 minutes yeah, <laughs> northeast of here. So Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know. I was, I'm checking flights. Flight but you don't have to cross the I-17, right? You're already on this side of it? Uh, nope, um, nope, I am oh. on the east side of the I-17. Uh, if you're east of the I-17, bring your Kevlar. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, yes, yeah. it's dangerous over here. So, here, take this. Right. Sorry, I had to make Zelda reference, sorry. Yeah. So what's next? Like, where do you guys want this to go? Um, we're really just kind of playing it by ear. We're letting okay. it go wherever the brewery wants to go, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, when we opened, like one of the hardest things about opening, it believe it or not, it wasn't the permitting, it wasn't all the funding, it was getting the place built. Oh, so okay. this this spot was 100% gray shell. Okay. Meaning when we first stood here, I could see all the way to the other side of the building. They didn't oh, even wow. have evap coolers in here. Okay. So we had to build the brewery from the ground up, and it was just, it was a nightmare. I'd never had to deal with general contractors and subcontractors, and uh, anything and everything that could go wrong went wrong. Okay. And when we finally finished everything, I'm like, okay, perfect. Everything's built. I don't have to deal with contractors for years. Um, like we built our fermentation room with plastic fermenters um, and room to grow. Like I planned on filling it with about 12 of them. Okay. Just due to, it's like, all right, this is, you know, we're going to have to stay cheap and do these in order to survive. Put in what we have the room for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And a year ago, or um, a year from when we opened to the day, I sent an email to the landlord and said, hey, I need the spot next door. Mm -hmm. So... Uh -huh. We just finished uh, construction on that and got all the permitting done for it uh, about a week ago. So, like, you look in here right now and it looks like we just have this spot. You walk into the back and there's a 16-foot hole oh, really? in the wall okay. that goes all the way up to the ceiling just nice. about. And that goes next door. And, okay. Um, we were able to uh, double our fermentation space. Okay. And all of it, like, I didn't, we didn't expect any of it. We expected 
um, you know, to just kind of, for lack of a better term, we expected to limp along and it's like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll be able to keep it open after a couple of years, you know, maybe we'll finally be able to get real fermenters and we'll be able to get some other stuff, but yeah. the support from the community has been ridiculous. Yeah. So we've really like we've stopped trying to lay out a plan and say oh well we're gonna do a b c d and e it's one of those it's like we're going to do whatever makes sense <laughs> right, right. we keep yeah. trying to get beer out into the market because there's a okay. lot of bars and restaurants at vast and we expanded the fermenters it's like okay perfect i can make twice as much beer per batch now we can finally get some out to bars and restaurants and right about the time i started producing more beer we saw a huge increase in people coming into the tasting room, so uh, I was barely able to get any out there. It's like, okay, well, I'm making more beer, and it's more getting sold out of here. <laughs> it's a good problem to have, right? <laughs> Excellent problem to have. Yeah, 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 nice. So that's pretty cool. So you don't have a real set like, okay, this is definitely what I want to do. This is this is where we want to go. You're Obviously, you're going to keep making great beer. You're going to have these little goals and kind of check marks you're going to get to, but you just kind of... So it sounds like you're enjoying the ride. Like yeah. that's kind of what it is. That's a big part of it. And I think yeah, this may sound counterintuitive, but one of our goals is not to grow too much too quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like we were talking about before, the environment that we've created is something that's really, really important to us. And I yeah. think that if we were to try to push too hard, we could lose that very quickly, very easily. Yeah. Um, Ryan and I stay incredibly involved in everything that happens at the brewery. We work the tasting room five days a week. You know, it's usually us that's in here pouring beers. We have our staff here only two. Yeah. Ryan does all of the brewing, all of the recipe building. Um, the poor thing puts in almost 80 hours a week, every single yeah, week, it's you a know, lot of work. and it yeah. is, it is a lot of work, but being that involved gives us the opportunity to keep a pulse on things and make sure that things are going the way that we want them and that we're we're keeping things the way that we feel they should be mm-hmm. um, so I know that you know while some places can absolutely handle rapid growth and and that's not to say that we couldn't handle it but I think for us it's it's really important to make sure that we're not overstepping too quickly because we don't want to lose sight of what we've built so far yeah. And, and morph into something completely different. Right. Yeah. And we we kind of gained that ability because um, we were self-funded. So okay. we nice. don't have business loans. We didn't run a Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, we had one small investor that we ended up buying out because, again, we didn't want that forced growth or, you know, hey, I'm looking for a return or don't yeah. be, like we wanted to be able to grow at that pace. Right. And since we don't have those loans to pay off, I mean, all we've got to do is make rent in yeah. the back of an industrial complex. Right. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not rough. Yeah. And um, neither one of us takes a salary. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, you know, we work the tasting room where you use the tips from that to make up for my lack of salary. Yeah. Um, she still works so that I can pretend to be a brewer. <laughs> right. It's good she's, for you. She's got a regular nice. full-time job. Okay. All right. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's one of those, I'm here to make beer and have fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I love going back there and brewing all this different stuff. And I know there's some people where they open the brewery, and after a little bit, they're like, I need to hire a brewer, and this sucks. Oh, uh, yeah. It's rare to have the owner be the brewer. I've, I've noticed that. Yeah. I love it. Like, yeah. I open, um, we brewed the Mayan Chocolasis in early December, and it is a brutal brew day. Okay. Like, just took it out of me, but it was one of those with that. It's brutal. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nice. <laughs> 
I could see in your face. You went, hold on a second. I got, I got to get this out. Yeah, that's awesome. But um, I didn't brew for a couple of weeks it. with the holidays coming around and that yeah. sort of thing. And I didn't realize until yesterday when I was getting everything prepped up for the brew day today. It's like, oh, man, I missed this. And it had only yeah. been a couple of weeks, but it was right. one of those. It's like I just couldn't wait to get back in there and literally get my hands dirty again. Yeah. And start brewing. And it's. I wouldn't trade it for the world, so it's one of those I just can't imagine. It's like, ah, like, and again, if we grow too big, it hits the point, it's like, oh, I need to hire in two other brewers full time, and yeah. at that point, I have to move out of that position a little bit more and become more of a management. Oh, well, I need to watch this, and I need to do all this other paperwork, and mm-hmm. it's like, if we grow too big, then I lose the ability to go back there and play and brew all the beer, and... Yeah. Which is why you did it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. we certainly yeah. didn't open it to get rich. So yeah, yeah. Well, I I love it. I, I this this was Thank first you. my first visit. This is a great place. Yeah. So well, how do people find you guys both on Earth and on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, other Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a lot of it is word of mouth now. Okay. So you know, friends telling each other about it. Um, we go to a lot of the festivals. So we'll go to the big beer festivals that are put on by the guild normally. Okay. Um, we go to Comic Con every year. We find some of our most dedicated regulars at Phoenix Comic Con. Okay, nice. We can't serve beer at Comic Con, but we are there to sell merch and talk to people, and it's okay. worked out real well for us. Yeah. Um, a lot of people find us online, Facebook, Yelp, that sort of thing. My job before this was online marketing. Oh, really? So okay. Oh, nice. I yeah. did my best to kind of get all those feelers out there, do the right. uh, Facebook marketing. Um, I was astounded how many people we brought in with Facebook. Really? Okay, so Facebook is your main, your main. Facebook's great. We're working on keeping the website updated too. But if which is uh, it is www.8-bitaleworks.com. Okay, perfect. Okay, and uh, the Facebook page is real easy to find as well. Um, I don't think that has the dash. I think it's just facebook.com slash 8bitaleworks, all one word. Okay, nice. Everything else is 8bitaleworks, all one word. So twitter.com, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And we're just going to keep chilling out here in Avondale. Um, The one important thing for people trying to find us, though, that some of the online sites leave out is um, we're not just Sweet 101. We're building F. Building F. Okay. Yep. F so, is in Frank. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we get a lot of people that show up at the flower shop. Okay. Which is the very first 101 because it's not given a building. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yep. Uh, if, you, if you look us up on Google Maps, that's a really great way to see us because yes. the, the pinpoint on the actual visual map is mm-hmm. exactly where our suite is located. So yes, I did find That's how I found it. Yeah. So I, yeah. Would, I would highly recommend that, that visual cue there for you. Um, yeah. I've heard that, that Apple, uh, the iPhones sometimes send people to all kinds of crazy places. Yeah, so just yeah. fair warning if you're looking up directions. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a good reason to switch to Android. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that. I don't think I have enough recording room on this for that. Yeah. But uh, no, guys, thank you so much. This is, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. Thank you again so much for coming. It's, sure. it's such a pleasure to be able to share a story and, and we love having visitors come out and check us out. So Awesome. Well, guys, if you're listening, then you guys all have to make at least one trip out here. So... Thanks, guys. Thanks Cheers. a lot, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, if you've liked what you've heard so far from this show, do me a favor. Spread the word. Tell some friends. If you're feeling up to it, leave me a rating and review on iTunes or whatever it is that you listen to the show on. In the next episode, I'm going to feature a brewery out of Tempe called The Shop. These guys were just awarded the best new brewery in Arizona by RateBeer.com. You don't want to miss this one. 
Until next time, remember to stay awesome.